Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Toasted Tale live show, where today we're going to go for a few interesting subjects that I'm going to have a read of and try and find some good, interesting stories from. Now, if you've listened to any of these other live shows that I've done, then you will remember me saying on most occasions, ah, I want to do these live shows more often. Well, how many times does one man need to say that? Well, one more time, because I am really hoping that this uh, format that we're going to try and do today can become more of a common thread in the Toasted Tale uh, showings. And it's going to be a mix of some positive news from around the world, because I don't know if you agree or not, but there is just so much depressing news out there. And then we're going to go through some random misers on the internet. And uh, if you've listened to the show uh, that goes out every Tuesday, then you'll know that I like to take random subjects every week and do some research and find interesting stories within. So we're going to do a bit of a quick fire on that and have a bit of fun. After that, what I want to do is go and try and find some inspiration for the next Toasted Tale podcast that we're going to make. And any people who were here really early on, before even the podcast was created, will know that I'm a big fan of history. If you can look back in the uh, annals of previous podcasts, there are a lot that are history-based. And so we're going to look back into some events that happened on this day of the year uh, a long time ago and see if we can get some inspiration, some creative juices flowing. Now, the best way to get uh, all of the information from the Toasted Tell podcast is to subscribe or follow the Toasted Tell podcast on whichever platform you prefer. And you can also follow me at Podcast Tale for, yeah, that's where I put all new episodes and also it's where I post anything interesting. If, as this is live, and this is live on the 20th of January 2022, if anyone in the chat has any questions or any subjects that they would like to throw into the mix, then we can also uh, uh, put them into the hat that we may take for the next episode. So, as I said, I am a uh, uh, frustrated news watcher sometimes. It does feel as if there are endless and endless stories about negative situations and things that are happening around the world that really we have no control over and it can crush your soul a little bit to uh, delve too deeply. So I often prefer to try and find positive news stories of you know individuals or groups doing you know positive actions towards the world and adding a bit more kindness into the mix. So there's a great website called uh, I think it's the Good News Network, which is the well, place I, I usually tend to go to uh, put a smile on my face if I need to. And they had four stories from yesterday, so that's the 19th of the first. And I'd like just to go 
through them quickly as I do believe we do all need some positivity in our days. So the first sort the first story, sorry, that we have is about a cluster of 1,000 glorious fin whales which were seen feeding together uh, in uh, in the in the north of Antarctica. Um, sailors and scientists aboard four krill fishing boats and a research vessel were treated to a majestic sight of 1,000 fin whales congregating near Antarctica to feed. Now these are second only in size to the blue whale, and fin whales were once one of the chief targets of whaling vessels and were driven to near extinction by the practice. They haven't been seen in these numbers for over a century. I love when an animal, or in this case these whales, come back from the brink. Very heartwarming. The next story is about a mysterious purple coating found on the Mars rocks in every direction and this was found by the Perseverance rover. So everyone who is kind of looking after this, they're looking at the data gathered from the Perseverance rover and trying to explain the ubiquitous coatings of unknown dark grey, almost purple material on Martian rocks. Having been observed everywhere the rover has trundled, more details on the coating and composition uh, could give us clues as to Mars's past, including whether it hosts microbial, oh, microbial life, that's the one. I truly love space news, you know? Uh, anything that uh, is outside of the planet into space, I do find fascinating. And any more information from these rovers on Mars really does set the building blocks in place for where, you know, as a as a people, we're going to go maybe one day. Um, I really hope one day, and I really hope in my lifetime I get to see it. That'll be fantastic. The third positive piece of news that we we found from the Good News Network is from Diego Riviera's dream of a city of art in Mexico turns to reality 80 years later. That's the headline. And it goes a bit like this. Diego Riviera created many masterpieces, but he envisioned a magnum opus that never came to be in his lifetime. This was a city of art, where Mexican practitioners of all ages and disciplines could come to study, showcase, and celebrate the art of their diverse cultural heritage. Now, 65 years after his death, Rivers, oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Rivers Cuidat de las Artes <laughs> has finally come to life. It's a 64,000 square foot complex south of the capital, the City of Arts Center around an Aztec temple inspired museum built of volcanic rock from the Zittel volcano which erupted in 400 BC. I mean, what a place to put a city of art around something which is so historical in its place. This was in which where Riviera's personal collection of art 
uh, of more than 50,000 pre-Hispanic artifacts have been housed. Amazing. It uh, gives us hope, well, to me at least, uh, and hopefully to anyone who's listening, that what we put into the world, into the planet, can live on after what we have placed. The seeds we can plant down have a real opportunity to uh, go beyond what we even even imagined or hoped for. And the final good news story that I was able to find uh, was the title being High School Athletes Shovel Snow for, the, for Their Neighbours as Special Weightlifting Assignment for Football Team. Hmm, okay. So it goes a bit like this. Uh, these students in Western Pennsylvania had a snow day on Monday. But instead of staying home or meeting for an indoor workout, these teens on a high school football team were instructed by their coach to go outside and help their neighbours. Coach Brian Delallo at Bethel Park High School near Pittsburgh took to Twitter to announce that Monday's weightlifting session in the gymnasium was cancelled. And I can only imagine this moment. These uh, young guys were probably like, oh, nice. <laughs> okay, get to relax. No, no, no. Uh, he had an alternative assignment for these young men. He said, quote, Due to the expected severe weather, Monday's weightlifting workout has been cancelled. Find an elderly or disabled neighbour and shovel their driveway. That's our Monday workout. End quote. Whew, I like that. Give back to the community. And especially with everything that's going on at the moment, you can only imagine the... Uh, appreciation that would have been felt by these neighbours, maybe people who, you know, well, gosh, if you found an el elderly neighbour, I don't know if you've, people who are listening today have got grandparents, but I do, and they're not the most stable on their feet, and of course you've thrown some ice or snow day into that, and you're having a whole world of problems, but also a lot of these people may not have been out of their homes in a long time due to COVID, that would not be good. <laughs> can see one of our um, commenters saying they would have rather just worked out. And to be fair, in a nice warm gymnasium, yeah, that would probably be nice. But uh, yeah, and he, the coach, the coach of this team also instructed um, the boys not to accept any money, which, uh, yeah, I mean, people uh, <clears throat> who accept some uh, help from uh, those just wandering around the neighbourhood. I mean, it's not the most usual thing, is it, to hear kind of groups of roving, well, roving gangs kind of helping out and shoveling snow, but you may be encouraged to, uh, to give a bit back. So those were four uh, positive news stories from the Good News Network, which is where I go to, uh, this is not a sponsorship, it's just where I go to kind of get some positive news rather than tuning into uh, the news and hearing all the depressing uh, bits and pieces around the world because my goodness isn't there just so much stuff happening out there that we don't really need um, I'm going to move on now and I will put a link in the show notes to this uh, once I've finished the the uh, the upload that the live stream just in case anyone wants to um, just in case anyone wants to look into these news stories a bit, a bit more. Now, if you've tuned into the Toasted Tale podcast, you'll know that what I do is I take a random subject, and it could be something really interesting off the bat, or it could be something really 
quite abstract. And I try and do a bit of research and I try to find an interesting story within. So what we're going to do now, I've done this in a few previous live kind of shows where I go through some kind of random uh, random bits on the internet and I have a bit of fun trying to kind of have a little bit of a talk about it and, and, and see what see what everyone thinks. So we're going to go first with with quotes. Now, I love a good quote. I think the the message you can get in in a few lines can be really impactful and it's a great way to open up a conversation. So I'm on my random quotation page here and we'll have a little uh, have a little go here. And we'll have a read of some and see what see what we get. Okay, so the first one here is by a man named David Peterson. And we'll have a little read and see what it comes up with. So it goes, quote, If you don't know what to do, call the media and at least give the appearance of doing something. End quote. I love that. Yeah, it's like that um, uh, Jesus is coming, look busy. It's like <laughs> try and find a uh, try and find the appearance of doing something. And I think you can apply that to many ways of... Uh, in uh, in life, in work, for example, you don't want to be the person who your boss feels as if you've been too quiet for too long. They'll start wondering whether you've got anything to do and if you're just, well, slacking off, you know. Let's go to another one. This is from Thomas H. Huxley. Sit down before, oh no, sit down before fact as a little child. Be prepared to give up every preconceived notion or you shall learn nothing end quote. Okay, I do like that. That's almost, to me, the way I'm taking that is, you know, approach life through a child's eyes. You know, we are lucky, especially in today's time, of being exposed to new experiences all over the place. You know, if our eyes are properly open to it, we can learn something new and unique almost on a daily basis. I think one of the great helpers from this is from the internet, my goodness, you know, uh, you're able to, you know, with a few keystrokes, find information that a few days ago, you may not even thought to look for. And here we are, I mean, you know, even, even the fact of this, where I'm able to talk to some people on the internet, how amazing is that? And what I'm doing just through the internet, reading these quotes, trying to have a bit of a mental kind of uh, um, projection on, on, on what I'm reading, it's, it's just fascinating. And the only way to really do that is just to uh, take a look with, uh, with a childlike eyes. We'll do one more quote before we move on to something else, and then we'll see what comes then. This one is by Hugh McLeod. And it goes a bit like this, quote, Part of understanding the creative urge is understanding that it's primal. Wanting to change the world is not a noble calling, it's a primal calling, end quote. I like that. It is, I, I like it because it's the idea that the reason we do anything in the world, the reason we, and I like to clarify that the, I know a lot of people who say they're not creative and I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like it when people put creativity into like an arty farty artistic sort of uh, box. I think the way we live our lives, all of us, we do it in a way 
which is unique to 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 our own experiences and the very fact that uh, we are not all robots we engage creatively with the world in our own way every day and i appreciate that it's something that makes us human we strive for our own ends every day and understanding that our desire to have an impact and you know make our mark on the world is not something that should just be you know clapped delicately and and kind of appreciated in in, in award ceremonies and those kind of situations but it is a uniquely human trait and i think that should be applauded by everyone and appreciated that we all have our part to play in this it's um uniquely human and we are all part of that so free random quotes love doing that because it just throws your brain to a spin especially if you don't know what you what you're going to get um another one that i like doing we're going to move on to another randomized topic here and this is a, a random thoughts generator literally i don't know how they create these um i just feel like they've got a hold of monkeys in a in a room somewhere just typing out words and just trying to mess with anyone that comes through them but we'll we'll run through a few have a little chat about them and see see what comes up see if any any interesting nuggets of uh, of kind of gold or gems come through let's have a look. let's put a randomizer on this okay so random thought number 1 i don't love you because i am awkward i am awkward because i love you well if there's one thing in life that will make even the most confident person uh his brain turn to porridge um and you may just see that brain just kind of falling out their their ear if they turn their head to the side too too quickly is that feeling of love it's that kind of in a pity your stomach where everything starts going a bit queasy but kind of in a good way you know and really it's just a whole of chemicals in your brain that's just kind of firing out little kind of electrical shocks that are kind of i'm saying kind of a lot that are taking over your logical thought processes and all the logic and the way you like to present yourself and live your life can often be thrown out the window which i guess is why people do very silly things in the name of love i can't remember the amount of films or pieces of literature that i've i've digested um <laughs> see another comment that's beautiful love will make you seem like an idiot and it's just so true i mean anyone who's ever felt any kind of love has felt a bit insane at some point and people do crazy things for love i was saying books films you get those characters they seem to do stupid things and you're like well like that, that that's so un you know unrealistic and then you find yourself in a in a in a similar situation where you you know you're driving halfway across a country just because you want to see someone and you know they're going to be back in a week anyway but you're you know you've lost your mind i swear i i heard someone once describe being in love as kind of socially acceptable insanity uh but it is what once again makes us human and i do appreciate that let's go on to another random thought and see what comes up 
I'm not lazy. I'm just really motivated to do nothing. So there's a lot of uh, people talk about procrastination and the uh, almost longing to be more productive and to do more things. Now, I've I think there is a, is a there's a beautiful way to look at our time, and it is one of the most valuable things we've got because you can't buy more of it. You can be as healthy as you want, you can be everything that you can try to be, but you kind of got what you got. And if you decide to spend some of your very valuable time doing nothing, watching some TV, having a nap, you know, what some people in the kind of hashtag motivational mind space would say as wasted time. If you'd be able to take that time and go, no, 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 I, I am choosing to do nothing. I am making space in my brain, my my thought processes to allow allow myself some air to breathe. I definitely can be accused. I I have this issue myself where I will be I will kind of beat myself up for not doing something productive. And it's really unhealthy, you know. I mean, I don't know if anyone else can can attest to this, but it's super unhelpful. You you don't end up doing anything more um more productive. You just kind of hate on yourself a little bit. And if you enjoy yourself doing less things, then there's nothing wrong with that. And I think I just love the idea of being motivated to do nothing, to give your brain the space. Because we so often have no space around work and our families and our friends and the internet. You know, every website nowadays is specifically scientifically designed to get some dopamine to kind of be squeezed out of your brain and it leads to a burnt out feeling which is so difficult to to draw yourself back from because we're kind of designed to to want those chemicals kind of linked you know seeping into our brain but you know it's it's tricky um don't feel bad about doing nothing balance find that balance that dichotomy in life where you feel good about the productive areas of your life and also you allow yourself to have the space as well let's do one more random thought and then we will move on i do believe okay so aliens invaded the moon on july 20th 1969 technically Okay, so that was the moon landing. And it just brings something into your thought processes, doesn't it, really? That we claim, we kind of claim ownership of the moon. We always have, you know, we did the moon landing, it's our moon, it's in our sky. But the moon doesn't think that. There's no realistic you know, reason why we have the moon. The moon is its own thing. I always like the... This is about the Earth, but of course there's the... Um, I've just recently finished uh, doing an episode that kind of focuses surrounding on the climate change issue. And what I've always liked is, I think it was a Native American saying, 
where they say that the earth will be fine. You know, we may we may do terrible things to it. We may drop bombs on it. We may pollute it all to hell. But the earth will be fine. We may just not be able to live on it anymore. So we make it we may make it yeah, completely unlivable. But it will then go on and live well not live, it'll go on and exist for millions and millions of years to come. And it will heal and it will uh, you know, all of the poisons we put out, the radiations we emit into our atmosphere, etc., etc., will reduce over the millennia. And one day it may be habitable again for another try. And it's the same with the moon. The moon will go on, and even after we are no more, if that happens, it will know no different. If we live on forever, it still won't care. Um, it was the same moon that the dinosaurs saw. It will be the same moon that our great-great-grandchildren will see. And just because we put a few flags on there doesn't really mean much. So, we've done random quotes. We've done random thoughts. As I've said a few times, there is a vastness at our fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. There is so much that tries to take our attention. And I, like most people, have my favourite places to go on the internet. But I do like the idea of exploring new sites, new realms, places that maybe other people haven't gone to. And so a few times ago on these live shows, I did a uh, take me to a useless website, which is effectively theuselessweb.com. And you can go on there, you can click on it, which I'm going to do now. And it will take you to a random site. So this one I've just gone to is always judge a book by its cover.com which I think is amazing because well it goes against popular opinion doesn't it this is always judge a book by its cover some books win awards some win our hearts and others only serve to confuse and the book and this has got a list of books that okay I'm going to read a few because they are actually pretty funny so the first book that it is uh, talking about is how to talk to your cat about gun safety. And on the front of the book, it's got a very cute little kitten almost teasing its paw towards a handgun, which, of course, you don't want to... Uh... God, that would be, to be tragic, wouldn't it? And it says this. Do you love your cat? Well, no self-respecting cat mum or dad would let their baby grow up without a solid grounding in gun safety. Not only does this resource cover gun safety, which can be at times a difficult subject to breach with your kittens, it also covers abstinence, drugs, and Satanism. Nine lives aren't an excuse to be ignorant of the dangers, as well as the ups and downs, of living a healthy and safe life, free from gun-related accidents. With this book, you'll sleep easy, knowing whiskers have all the tools that he needs to go out into the world in a safe and positive manner. And you can pick up this book. It's a real book um, from Amazon and Audible. My goodness. You know, I live in a country where we don't have access to guns, but I almost want to buy this book. I've got cats, so maybe I can learn something about how to keep these cats safe. Who knows? Um, 
wow okay the next the next book guys i, I think what i was going to do is i was going to do a very similar thing to the last two segments where i was going to you know find free random websites and see what appears but i may just do free random books because this website i'm already loving the next book learning to play with a lion's testicles whoa okay Without a doubt, this book is required to complete any bookshelf. I'll take your word for it. It says this in the, in the blurb. Are you an adventurous traveller looking to make the leap from the page to the jungle? If so, this book is without a doubt for you. Learning to play with lion's testicles eloquently combines both the internal and external challenges the author faces, be it elephants, torrential storms, or the guilt and recovery of a lost lost loved one. Oh god, lost loved one, that's the one. Honestly, the title here is all cheek. Playing with a lion's testicles, of course, referring to the foolhardy task. That said, there's nothing foolhardy about digging into a new book. Once again, a real book. Pick it up in Amazon. And the final of the third of these free books. This time Outwitting Squirrels 101 Cunning Stratagems. Okay, so the uh, full title is quite a mouthful, and it is obviously Outwitting Squirrels 101 Cunning Stratagems to reduce dramatically the the bad misappropriation of seed from your bird seeder by squirrels. You know, I don't know if you've, you've had this, but you put out bird seed and all the squirrels come and nick them, and there's nothing you can do. There are some great videos online, YouTube. I think the guy was called, uh, called Mark Roper, who created uh, assault courses, obstacle courses for his squirrels to try and safeguard the nuts for the birds. Of course, the squirrels still won, but you know, you know, go watch it. It's fantastic. It says on the book, uh, do squirrels always seem one step ahead of the game to you? I know they did for me, but after this book I can call them thoroughly and utterly outwitted. Honestly, I can say that now, as they walk down the street, the squirrels turn their heads as to not make eye contact. It's truly a liberating feeling. There are, as the title suggests, a full 101 stratagems within these 240 pages. There are... And honestly, it proves itself to be the best guidebook out there since the second and first edition. Oh my goodness, yeah, this is the third edition. You have got to be joking me. I mean, I love it. Once again, Amazon Audible. Wow. Get on it, everyone. Three books that I just... What? What are we doing? What? How have I lived my life without knowing this? I just... I, I can't say. Right. One more randomizer for anyone who is interested that we're going to go for now before we get into the delicate business of trying to work out some ideas of what the next Toasted Tail podcast is going to be about. And this is, have you ever felt like you are you're at a stumbling block in your life and you want to upgrade yourself? Now, on a lot of uh, YouTube channels or podcasts, they may then then slyly put in an advert for some kind of 
online learning platform, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, effectively, I'm just going to go onto a random skill generator and see if we can become a highly skilled individual randomly by picking some kind of crazy skills. I haven't done this one before, so I might get some really weird stuff. But if we do, I'll just laugh it off and we will know not to do it again. So let's have a random. So the first random skill we've got is uh, to improve ourselves by gaining the ability to sense spirits. Whoa. I've always thought that if uh, spirits of those who have departed are still on the are still on the planet, firstly, who gets to decide how many are on here? And if there are, if everyone who's passed away is still a spirit uh, here on the, on the planet, then it must be chock-a-block. So if you are able to sense these departed ones, what a congested um, brain space that would be, trying to uh, avoid all these spirits just kind of wandering around through your through your brain. Another one, sewing. Okay, that's a bit of a bit of a bit of a calm one. Hey guys, go and learn to sew. You know, do you own clothes? Probably. You're human. Probably. Go and learn how to sew. For me, holes start appearing in my clothes. What the hell? It's probably all those spirits that have been kind of wandering the land. You know, they're just putting holes in my clothes. If I knew how to sew, that'd be pretty useful. Could use that to my advantage. But I can't, because I can't sew. So I have holes. Thank you, all the spirits. My goodness. The final skill that I'm asking anyone who listens to this to to develop, acrobatics. Hey, why not? You know, that's pretty impressive. You see someone who can be, who is acrobatically, you know, able. They are hella cool. And they are hella healthy. And they just look like they're kind of a human plus. They kind of got this whole thing going on where they can do stuff with your body, which I look at them like, hey, my body doesn't even bend that way. So what are we saying here? Go and learn some basic acrobatics. Send spirits, sewing, acrobatics. Upgrade yourself. Have fun. My goodness. What a human you'd be with those three skills, you know, being a master in all three. Ooh, dangerous. Right. So... These uh, these live Toasted Tale podcasts are the reason I want to kind of do these more often is because I want to use them to help me find uh, subjects for um, for the for the more kind of planned structured structured shows. I don't know if anyone who is listening now or will be listening can tell, but this is a bit more all over the place. It's more of a kind of a brain vomit <laughs> into. Uh, into a podcast form. But we do every Tuesday, uh, there is an episode that gets released, which is a more kind of structured, uh, toasted tale. Now, I really like history. I feel like that is the, that is the it's like a big bag that you can just put your hand in and pluck out stories from. And it's, you know, if, if, you, if there's a human experience that can be thought of now, someone's probably gone through it at some point in some regard in the past. So, what, you know, what is something that uh, connects us all? Well, it's the days that we live on. And, and today is the 20th of the 1st, 2022. And hey, I think it'd be good to maybe look back, you know, at these days in history form and see what happened on the 20th of January in previous years. 
So let's have a look through. And I think one of these subjects, unless uh, some interesting subjects get put into the chat or in the comments of uh, this live podcast, I think I will try and make a Toasted Tail episode from one of these. So the top one that we've got here, the featured event, was that Barack Obama was sworn in as president on this day in 2009. And... That's interesting because two events down, it also talks about the after the unexpected victory over Democrat Hillary Clinton in 2016 election, the Republican Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president. So I'm not American, so I'm not, you know, finger on the pulse time, but obviously this is the day where a lot of presidents get, um, uh, get sworn in. I just see... Uh, Caps here. Hi, Tessio. Where are you from? UK, England. Yeah, I'm from the UK, England, from the south near near Reading Way. So in the south coast, yeah, near the south coast. Um, yeah, that's where that's where that's where the toasted tail, the fire is burning from there. Um, hey, nice, nice, Midlands guy. Sorry, just talking to the chat here. Um, people who are listening to this back, hey, there <laughs> people listening to the back, be like, oh my god, who is he talking to? I'm literally listening to a crazy person. But hey. <laughs> there we go there we go um so obviously today in the past when it's on an election year uh we've got people being um being sworn in presidents being sworn in um also you know kamala harris was the first female to serve uh, as vice president of the united states and that's pretty cool as well so that's in recent times now we're gonna we're gonna run through some historical events that happened on this day previously. So we're going to 2001. So, amid a corruption scandal that sparked mass protests, Philippine President Joseph Estrada was ousted from office in 2007, where he was convicted of plundering, but was later pardoned. Now, what I want to know from that, if I was to make an episode on that, was how are you convicted of plundering? I mean, the only thing I kind of know about that is when you go and plunder, you know, what the Vikings did, you kind of go plunder a city and you try and take a hold of uh, gold and stuff. But I I just can't imagine a Filipino president going and plundering some land. But hey, that might be something that I look into. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) I may do that. I may do that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the suggestion. Um, 1993, Belgian-born actress, did not know that Audrey Hepburn was Belgian-born, but there we go. So Belgian-born actress Audrey Hepburn, who created unforgettable film roles as the epitome of sophistication and glamour, while paradoxically bewitching audiences and critics with her sprightly mannerisms and elfin charm, died in Switzerland. There we go. I've always known that she was a big deal in movies but did not know she was born in belgium or that she you know ended her life in switzerland um but there we are 1981 the iranian hostage crisis ended when ayatollah oh goodness here we go uh Ru, ruhala kolomani oh, i i butchered that apologize but you know was re- uh, he released 52 americans who had been held hostage for 15 months just imagine 15 months of your life, almost a year and a half as a hostage. I just find those kind of experiences 
like the extremes of human emotion just fascinating you know but 1981 on this day that was over 1971 a national a nationwide strike in great britain's postal system began once again i want to find out more about that i mean the post you know the the royal Sir, royal mail service is just you know it's a shining beacon for what we can what you know what you know for a mail service can be and i just want to know why you know were people not delivering their posters or packages who knows who knows <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading the chat again. I'm just being distracted by you guys, but you know, I'm loving it. <laughs> in 1962, uh, Robinson Jeffers, one of the most controversial American poets of the 20th century died. And once again, making a podcast about that, you know, you could really look into some of his poems and find out especially why he was controversial. I'm pretty sure there'd be some pretty uh, interesting uh, stories and the like in there. Moving further down, 1961, so a year before then, uh, the US President John F. Kennedy, in his inaugural address, said, quote, And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, end quote. And isn't that one of the most famous you know, lines from a president that have, that have been uh, put out there? And... I feel like those words, they resonate so well because, you know, if you, you know, we all take responsibility for our lives and the actions we take and, you know, it, you could quite easily, you know, take away that, uh, you know, you could like dissect that quote and just go, you know, hey, everyone, you know, don't ask what, what the world can do for you, but, you know, ask what you can do for the world. You know, can you give back? more positivity um, and do actions that will positively affect those around you, your family, friends, community, and good things come from that. You may not feel it instantly, but you know, you plant a seed of positivity and good things can come back around. Looking further back, we've only got a few more guys. We've only got a few more that the uh, that we've got here. But we go to 1945 now. U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt was inaugurated for an unprecedented fourth term in office. Now, I'm pretty sure it was Roosevelt who was the president during the Second World War, and he is a really interesting character. And um, I know we've got some people listening live now. But also anyone who might be listening to this again, there is a podcast, uh, which is uh, Dan Carlin, uh, Hardcore Histories. And he did a an amazing uh, series of shows on the Pacific War. So that was kind of the America, UK, Australia um, against uh, Japan. Um, and it was Franklin D. Roosevelt, who for the longest time, for most of the conflict, was the president and famously, you know, was had you know four terms in in the presidency, which was unheard of at the time. And they actually had to change things afterwards to ensure that um, they had to change that to ensure that other presidents couldn't do that. And now they, they they can only do two terms, which was Franklin D. Roosevelt's fault, really. You know, 
1930, God, we're going back a while now. Uh, the American astronaut Buzz Aldrin was born in Mount Clare, New Jersey, which is, you know, Buzz Aldrin, the second person on the moon. Going back again to 1892 now, which is, oh my God, can't do maths live on the thing, but that is, uh, yeah, that's a while back now. And we've got the first official basketball game, which was played in Springfield, Massachusetts by the YMCA students of the game's inventor, James A. Naismith. See, I did a um, a previous podcast, a Toasted Tail podcast, which was about uh, the early days of baseball in America. And 150 years, Caps, you're a, you're a star. Thank you. Was, <laughs> so this was 100, uh, I'm being told this 150 years, uh, and this was the first basketball game. We did one that was uh, the where it was the first baseball game where they effectively got some a cricket team um, in America in New York, I believe, eighteen ninety two, eighteen ninety two. Yeah, so I'm I'm not too sure, but <laughs> um, oh, one hundred and thirty then. My bad. There we go. You know, we're all working together here on the Toasted Tail Live. We're working together as a team. Rock and roll. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first um, baseball game was a, a a group of American cricket players, which I know isn't very big in America, but it's it's pretty big in the UK, India, Australia, South uh, South Africa, and they were playing these these new guys on the block who were um, playing effectively the early stages of baseball, and I think the baseball players beat the cricket players, and then the American uh, pastime took off like that. Uh, but that's also interesting. Uh, 1801 now, US President John Adams nominated John Marshall to be Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, if I knew more about history of America, then I could probably tell you um, some interesting bits about that. But once again, if you, oh, yeah, doing a doing a Toasted Tail podcast about that would be interesting as well, I'm sure. And then the final one we've got here is British explorer James Cook landed at Waymare on Cowie, I'm probably saying this all wrong again, on Cowie Island, becoming the first European to visit Hawaii. So we're going back real far now, 1778, which was... <laughs> um, which is, uh, you know, the world was changing at a, at, a, at a crazy rate at that point. But those are some, I, I'm going to pick a, a story from there, from one of those things, uh, one of those events, I believe, to make a, a Toasted Tale uh, episode uh, for the next uh, coming weeks. I think we've got three weeks in advance, so after that we'll then make a nice, uh, succinct Toasted Tale podcast for people to tune into. Uh, that is all we've got for today, though. I really appreciate everyone who's been in the chat and uh, been helping me out with um, <laughs> helping me out with, with questions. We've got a question. The question is, what do you put in your toaster? Well, you know, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want, which is, uh, you know, whatever you want toasted, I think, you know, toast is good. Bread. Yeah, bread's great. You know, um, crumpets. My goodness. They're good. Put some crumpets in there. You get some nice butter. Oh, and it starts melting, and you're just having a great time, you know. Um, but yeah, so I would, you know, anyone who's listening to this show, I would really encourage. 
I'd really encourage you to uh, go on to the Toasted Tale podcast and maybe listen to a few more shows on there. There's, we've got over 50 episodes now there in the backlog, and they're all kind of a bit random, like this live podcast, but they're all kind of fun. Um, if you like what you hear, thank you, Pat Caps, for, for following. Really appreciate that, my friend. Um, if you like what we hear, then you can obviously follow it on on page or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, which is I, which is Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcasts, and the like of there. And uh, I really appreciate everyone who who is followed and is listening. And I really <laughs> thank you. I'm I I I I also appreciate that I'm. I've been said that it's nice that I'm not American, and you know. I I've always been English, you know. I've, I've never <laughs> never not been, so that's that, that's always good. That that's appreciated. Um, I'm going to be trying to do these live shows more often because I feel like we need more positive news stories, which is what we did at the beginning. So I'm going to try and do those. Oh my god, I say this. I'm going to try and do it every day, but you know, I'm, I'm going to only, only going to let myself down. I'm going to disappoint myself by saying that. But we try and do it more often, and uh, I always find that they're very fun to engage in this way. So thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.